Thanks for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast from Mariners JHM. This week, in week two of our Tis the Season series in junior high, we talked about peace. You know, sometimes... Christmas can feel like the least peaceful time. Craziness with family, craziness in shopping, you know, family photos, everything's going wild. You know, I talked about the family photos we did um, in my family and the photo, you know, that moment, it just looks so good when you look at it in a picture. But when you know the backstory of how that picture came to be and kids screaming and everyone's crying and adults are dancing around trying to get children to smile and the stress of that, sometimes Christmas feels anything but peaceful. So this week we're looking at God's word and what Jesus has to say or what Luke has to say about Jesus and the peace he brings to the world and that how peace and being peaceful has more to do with us than it has to do with the things around us. So enjoy listening. And like always, if you stop by the iTunes store, leave us a five-star review, leave a review, tell people why you love listening to the podcast. It would help us out a ton. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome to junior high. My name is Justin. I'm a junior high pastor. Ooh, a nice full room. I like a nice full room of students. Uh, hey, so um, a couple things. One, if you're here, I'm so happy that you're here. Do me a very quick favor. Slip your phones in your pockets. Give me 20 minutes and grab a Bible and grab a pen. We got new carts this week filled with Bibles and pens. We bought a bunch of new Bibles because we want them to be in your lap as we are learning something out of God's Word today, the Bible. So grab a notepaper. This is a note-taking lesson. You're going to like it. And if you're uh, listening on the podcast, I hope that you are really excited about what we're going to learn as we're doing this series. There's a lot of people listening on the podcast. You might not know that. There's someone, literally, I'm not kidding, looked at it, in Singapore that listens to the Junior High Ministry podcast. I don't know who they are. Maybe they'll email me, but they listen to it. So we're doing a series called Tis the Season as we're getting ready for Christmas. Last week, we talked about hope, and today we're going to talk about peace. And now, here's the thing. A lot of you, when you think of Christmas, you know, peace is usually a part of Christmas. It's a part of many Christmas songs. Uh, There's usually wreaths or things hanging around that say peace on it. We have one of those things on our prayer wall. And peace is just such a part because it's, you know, it's a restful, relaxing, just amazing time of connecting with who Jesus is, born this little tiny baby in a manger, and so on and so forth. There's this verse that we've been using as our key verse for the series. Uh, Here it is. It's out of Isaiah. Um, For a child is born to us, talking about Jesus. The son is given to us, still talking about Jesus. The governments will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, which is a really good thing. Mighty God, another really good thing. Everlasting Father. Look at all these great titles. Prince of Peace. We're going to talk about it a little later today. But for me, sometimes, and I don't know about you, sometimes Christmas does not always feel peaceful. It actually feels very chaotic. I, we did our family photos. Is anyone family photo people? All right. Have, has anyone already done their family photos and everything? Has anyone still yet to do their family photos and it's coming up very soon? Okay, great. So we did our family photos. Here's a couple photos. Um, this is little Cannon. Okay, very cute. All right, very sweet kid. This is Beckett throwing him in the air. I have a photo like this every single Christmas season, throw him in the air. Look at little Beckett, little Cannon sitting next to each other. So sweet, right? So, look at this last one. This is little Beckett sitting there holding hands with mom and dad. And you look at a photo like this and you think, oh my gosh, Christmas is so sweet. This is just so soft and beautiful. But the truth is there's a lot more to this picture than just a sweet family moment. There's a lot more to it. Because if you were there during the taking of this picture, you would have seen 10 seconds before this picture was taken that Beckett had a complete meltdown 
before the photo was taken. He was crying. He was, go back to that last photo, Robbie. He was crying. He was screaming. All because mom and dad were trying to put his jacket on him. Tough life. You to wear a jacket. Tough, tough world you live in. So crying, losing his mind. And if you were there seeing this photo taken, you'd see the adults behind the camera. You'd see my you know, mother-in-law and father-in-law, his grandparents behind the camera. Our sister, my sister-in-law was there. Brittany's, my wife's sister, was behind the camera dancing and moving and saying all these weird things. You know, oh, look over here. Look, look at it. And if you've ever seen just adults that try and get kids to smile who don't want to smile, it's like the best. I just want, if you're taking family photos with like a little child that won't smile and there's adults doing ridiculous things, just out your phone, shoot a little video of it and send it to me because I want to laugh at them with you because there's nothing more embarrassing and it looks foolish and ridiculous. But all of that chaos goes into getting this one moment of him kind of awkwardly driver's license photo kind of smile, okay? Anything but peaceful, but you never see the story behind family photos, anything but peaceful. You know, I think shopping, I love shopping during Christmas because, you know, I think you all learned when you were a kid, right? When it comes to gifts, it's always better to give than all right, let's try it again. When it comes to Christmas gifts, right, it's always better to give than to receive. Exactly. So I love giving gifts. I love seeing people smile. And when you think of Christmas morning, okay, or, you know, I don't know if anyone does the open a gift on Christmas Eve, but Christmas morning and everyone's sitting there in a circle, right, wearing the pajibas, you know, the, the PJs. All right, I got Star Wars PJs. It matches my wife and my kids this year. They look awesome. You'll see photos on Instagram. And, you know, and you're there in a circle, right? Christmas music's playing. The U-log's on the TV, or there's a fire burning in the fireplace if you have one. And then everyone starts handing out gifts, right? Johnny, Johnny. And they're like, I'm here. And you start handing out gifts, and you open it, and you're smiling laughing. Beautiful Christmas moment, right? But that's not, you know, it's not always like that. There's actually a lot more that goes into that beautiful Christmas moment that you don't see, and it's the shopping, the absolute chaos of shopping. I was on YouTube where I spend most of my workday, and I found this very funny video highlighting the difference between our partners to the north, Canada, and America. Why don't we take a look at this video real quick? Make sure the volume's up. Now turn the volume up. It's on the black thing. Dave, someone. Some knob. See it? Turn it up. No? All right, so that's Black Friday in Canada. This is the one. So, okay, let's try it again. Dave, no. This is not as cool. Oh, there we go. All right, here it is. America. This is so funny, but that's what, it, that's what it's like, okay? And you know, one time I ventured out to do Black Friday shopping. I was in college, 
All right, I wanted this laptop. It was really cheap. And if you actually go on Google and Google Justin Herman, like Black Friday, Missouri, uh, you'll find this article from when I was like 20, like two years old. And I was sitting outside of like a Circuit City or a Best Buy for like 16 hours waiting for this laptop. And I remember as time inched closer and inch closer, more people started showing up. And I remember it was like right there at 5 a.m. And people who have not been there all night, okay, I've been sitting there all night in the cold. People who are not there all night, they just got there, were trying to cut me in line. Okay, Try, everyone, who likes being cut in line? Anyone? No. So do you know what I did? These people trying to cut me in line, you know what I did? I pulled out a knife and I said, no, I didn't do that. I did not do that. I, I, I put my hands there on the doors and I just kind of protected my space. And as those doors open, and there's this photo of me on this news article, like looking like a, like a total creeper, like creeping in through the doors. Very, very weird. You can search it and look for it. It's very, very funny. But Black Friday shopping, it's just like, and you think, man, with, with, with those things going into making the holidays, you know, the, what it is, and it's just so crazy and chaotic, where do you find? the peace. You know, where's the Jesus, like the little baby Jesus of peace? Where's that promise of, you know, peace on earth and that whole thing that we talk about and learn about from the Bible? And that's what Christmas is supposed to be about. It's not like that. You know, I write this down. It's going to be up here on the screen. For most of us, for many of us, Christmas can feel stressful. For many of us, Christmas can feel really stressful. Maybe it's stressful because there's money issues happening at your house. And so Christmas this year may not look like it did in previous years because money's tight. Maybe if someone got laid off, parent got laid off, lost a job or something, money's tight. Maybe Christmas is stressful for you because, you know, your parents, they're divorced and you, you know, bounce between mom's house and dad's house. You're doing every other year thing. I did that when I was younger. I know what that's like. And you're sharing it between different houses. Maybe for you, Christmas is stressful because you're in a new place. Maybe you started a new school. Maybe you just go to a new school. Maybe you didn't move, but you just go to a different school. You're in sixth grade, and, you know, you moved up, or seventh grade, and you moved up. And it's stressful, and because it's, you know, this time of restful is, you know, dealing with the end of, you know, this part of the school year and getting your midterm grades and seeing where you are and taking tests, and that can feel very stressful. You know, here's the thing when it comes to stress. We aren't alone feeling this way. There's not a single person in this room who would say, man, I feel a little stressed, and not have someone in their general area, maybe even in their own row, who'd say, man, I feel that way too. I get stressed out too. Sometimes I just don't know what to do. You know, here's the thing, you know, for some of us, it might actually be more emotional and painful. You know, we come to the Christmas season, we think about the people we've lost. You know, there's a student named Josh Wong who was here. He passed away a couple years ago. Uh, he was in my life group. I love Josh. And I get the family card from the Wongs, and there's, there's always this one chair that's sitting there empty representing Josh. And it makes me emotional when I see that. You know, I think of students who've lost, you know, a family member or they've lost a parent. There's students in this room who've lost parents this year. It's very difficult. You think of Christmas, and you're not filled with joy and peace because inside, like, you're kind of torn up because you missed the person you lost. You know, I don't know if anyone's on Instagram, but if you were, maybe you saw it this week, I posted something about my mom. Uh, I've been, a lot of you might say, you know, Justin, it feels like you haven't been here that much like lately. And it, you're totally right. I've been going between here and New York a lot over the last couple months because my mom's been sick and her, you know, health has been taking a real downturn. And this past week, uh, she passed away and she's up in heaven with Jesus, which is a beautiful thing. But, uh, and I miss my mom. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to think of every Christmas season forever I'm going to go into that knowing that December 6th was the day that my mom passed away because of cancer. And that's hard for me. You know, for some of us, it's an emotional time because we think of the people we lost. Now, here's the thing that I want you guys to know, that the Bible is not silent about what it means to have peace during uh, really any time of our lives, but especially as we're looking at Christmas, what does it mean to have peace during Christmas? I want you guys to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. We're going to take a look at this one verse, this guy named Luke. I was a doctor, he was a historian, he was paid to do all this research about this guy named Jesus. 
And, you know, he started his research, and he figured out a, a number of things. And Luke, by the way, is it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, so it's the third book of the New Testament. Don't feel bad about using your table of contents. I use mine all the time. And as he started his research, he started to realize a couple things. He started to realize that during the time that Jesus was born, because Luke wasn't there when Jesus was there, when Jesus was born, there was a huge problem happening in, in, you know, in the area they lived in. Rome was kind of in charge of that area. They were mean to the Jews. They did not give him enough food. They didn't give him enough water. Like they, they threw him in jail all the time. Like it wasn't a good place to live. You know, furthermore than that, back then during, you know, the time that, you know, Jesus, you know, was born, uh, the, the kings that were in charge, all they cared about was getting rich. So they would tax the people and make money for themselves. They were very, very selfish people. And so he kind of concluded that it really, it wasn't a peaceful time when Jesus was born. It was actually a very hectic time. And, you know, if you know the Christmas story, it's a really easy story, right? You know, they were doing the census, and Mary and Joseph had to travel to Joseph's, you know, hometown, which was Bethlehem, and Mary was really pregnant at the time, and there was no room for them in the inn, so they had to go find a place to stay. They ended up staying in a manger. You know, that whole census was done so they could tax the people even more. It was not a peaceful time. And this is what Luke says in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. This is what he says. So up here on the screen, if you don't have it in front of you, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. So for, for you and for me, if you know who Jesus is and you're working, you know, it, it, maybe you're not doing these huge things, but you're trying your hardest to please God. Like you're working toward that end of pleasing God. That there's peace on earth for those people who are pleasing to God. You know, that, that there actually was a purpose for Jesus coming and it wasn't just to do miracles. It wasn't just to heal people. Like there was actually a purpose and it was to bring peace to earth. You know, I'm not talking about military peace. I'm not talking about peace between countries. I'm not talking about peace like peace in, you know, in communities. I'm talking that people would individually know and understand and have peace. You know, something that no one at the time had at all. You know, there's this verse out of Isaiah chapter 9. This is what it says. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's the, the memory verse. If you guys are going to memorize any verse, that's a good verse to memorize. And he calls him Prince of Peace for a reason. See, back then, they thought this guy, Jesus, was going to come in, or, you know, this Messiah they were waiting for, was going to come in as this big military leader. Has anyone ever, like, seen stained glass windows in a church where it, like, depicts the story of Jesus? Like, you know, it's Jesus in a manger, it's stained glass, you know, sheep and goats everywhere, and it's actually very, you know, very soft. That's not how they imagined this Messiah coming. They actually imagined the Messiah coming with swords and with an army to do battle, to kill their enemies and cut people's heads off. Imagine a stained glass window like that. That's, like, gruesome. That's what they were expecting. They were not expecting this peaceful person born in a manger. You know, I want you to write this down. It's going to be up here on the screen. One of Jesus' names will be Prince of Peace, and the reason for that is because he brings peace in very unexpected ways. You know, let me give you an example. So when Jesus was born, they, you know, they did the census, okay, and, you know, everyone came. Well, the story of Jesus, this king that was going to rise up and, and, you know, lead the people, the story started spreading around. So this king at the time decided that he didn't want to lose power. He wanted to stay in charge. So this is what he did. He sent out word that they needed to find all the babies under two years old and kill those babies. That's what this guy did. Very, this is not peaceful. This is very, very gruesome. And that's what they did. And it actually led Joseph and Mary to flee to Egypt, to live in Egypt for a while in order to protect Jesus because he's just a little baby. You know, here's the thing. I want you to write this down on the screen. 
See up here. God's very presence on earth brought peace, but in a very different way than people expected. His, his presence on earth, just being here, helped people see what peace could look like. And it's because it's a completely unexpected way. They thought this military guy was going to come and he was just going to destroy everything and take control. But that's not what Jesus was about. He was about showing us something very, very different. Now, I don't know how you expect to have peace. You know, and a lot of us think that we can kind of control that ourselves. Like, if things are not peaceful for you right now, all you need to do is take control of the situation more. You know, if something's not going good, it's not peaceful, maybe something in your life's chaotic, well, all you have to do is just take control more or, you know, be more in charge of it or, or just you need to fix it yourself because no one's going to do it for you. And here's the thing that Jesus taught that was very, very different. It's going to be on the screen where you read it. Peace is found through God. And for those of you in the room who, like, they, they know who Jesus is, they follow God, like, this is like, oh, man, this is totally, I get this, this is totally good. And for those of you who are like, man, I don't know about this God Thing. I don't know about this church thing. My parents make me come. They tell me if I come enough, they'll buy me an Xbox, so I just keep coming. And I'm not sure if I'm into this whole thing. I'm not in a life group, I'm not coming to camp. I'm not sure about this whole thing. Let me tell you this, okay? If you have questions about who God is, lessons like this, understanding what peace is, helps give a window into who God is, the identity of who. If you're saying, man, I don't know who God is, well, this is who God is. God is a person of peace. That Jesus came to earth to show us what peace looked like. It wasn't for us to figure it out ourselves. He actually sent Jesus here to show us exactly what it looked like when it really wasn't that easy for us to understand ourselves. Now, when you write this down, it's going to be up here on the screen. Uh, the world is not peaceful, but that's why God sent Jesus to bring peace. And if you're thinking, man, I, I'd have been living this life and I'm not really that peaceful or, or things in my life aren't that peaceful and I really don't know what to do. I feel, like I, I feel like things are just chaotic in my life. And I've been making, you know, this decision and then this decision, trying to figure it out and trying to get back on track. But it feels like with every decision I make, things are just more chaotic. And you, is there an answer? Is there a fix to all this? Well, you know, listen, if you've been traveling down a road, and maybe it's not even a road, you've just been traveling through life trying to figure it out yourself, maybe that's the problem. See, I want you to write this down so we appear on the screen. Following Jesus is our way back to peace. Following Jesus is not a solution to everything. Following Jesus doesn't fix everything. That's not what Jesus promised. But Jesus promises that he is the path to peace. That if you want to know what peace is, you follow the path that he's laid out. And it's not always easy. It's not always simple. Like I mess up all the time. I still do. I'm an adult. I mess up all the time. Any adult that says they don't mess up and this is lying to you. But following the path that Jesus lays out is the path back to peace. You know, when you write this down, it's going to be up here on the screen. When you choose to follow Jesus, you choose to be a person who works for peace. When you choose to say yes to Jesus, you're choosing to say yes to peace. And that doesn't mean you're saying yes for other people. It means you're saying yes for you. You know, I don't know who's like come, like, I used to go to church all the time. And before we would get to church, me and my mom would be in like this big argument. I don't know if that's anyone in here, but that was me. And so we'd be driving to church and we'd be arguing in the car to church and then we'd be, we'd be pulling in the parking lot and we'd still be arguing about whatever. And then we get, you know, get in our parking spot and we open the door and the argument is just hit pause because we're at church so we have to act like everything's fine. And there'd be times that I would say, Mom, I just wish you were more peaceful. I wish you would just be you know, this way. 
And, and I would put the blame on other people, and I wouldn't own that maybe the person who's most responsible for being at peace is me. That maybe it's not about what people do, but it's actually about how I respond to things that makes things peaceful. Maybe there's a part to being a peacemaker the way Jesus did that didn't do it by force or by control, but he actually did it through humility, through serving people. That his posture is one to make peace before making war. You know, this is what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. I don't know uh, the last time you would say, I've worked for peace. I don't know the last time you would say that, that even if you were wrong, you still decided that it would better be peaceful than to be battling with somebody. But here's the truth. I want you to write it down. When it comes to peace, peace starts with you. It doesn't start with anything else. Peace starts with you. And man, it's so easy to say, well, if they were different, or if this person just treated me different, or if they just weren't the way they were, things would be more peaceful. But peace starts with you, and peace is found through God. It starts with you and it's found through God. So if you're like, man, I don't feel like I'm at peace, ask yourself this. Being at peace starts with you. Are you willing to be at peace? Or do you th are you okay with just being in chaos and stressed out all the time and in fights all the time? Like, do you want to be at peace? And if the answer is no, if the answer is like, you know what, I like being stressed out and being miserable and being in battles with everybody all the time. Well, Okay, then at least you know your answer. And the answer is like, yeah, I do want to be at peace. I don't think that Christmas should be of all these stressful things. I actually feel like I should enjoy Christmas. And it's like, I don't know where to start. Maybe you should start here because peace is found through God. It's not found through ourselves just wishing it to be. It's not found through us just willing it to be. It's actually found through us looking at God saying, what would you do in this situation? And should I do something differently than what I'm doing? Because peace starts with you. Yeah, you know, I found this really hard uh, when I was younger, and I had a leader who challenged me with some really good questions. I put together a couple questions for you. It's going to be up here on the screen. It might be easier to take a picture of it than to write them all down because there's a lot, but I just want you to listen to these and see if it connects with you at all. If you're looking to find peace, and maybe you're not at peace right now, which friendship should you let cool down, friendship or relationship, let cool down in order to bring more peace to you and your family? Here's a question. When you're arguing with someone, it, would you rather be right or be at peace? Would you rather be right or be at peace? Because a lot of us, we will fight and fight and fight just to be right. When maybe saying, you know what, I'm sorry, maybe I don't feel that, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, can we put this behind us because I want to be at peace? Is it, is it better to be right or to be at peace? Now, here's the second question. Are there conversations happening at school or in your friend group that you need to excuse yourself from to be, uh, in order to be a peacemaker? You know, when I was in school, I had this group of guy friends, and we, you know, we, we didn't do it on purpose. I don't think we, like, planned it out in our calendar to gossip about people, but we found ourselves gossiping about people, saying terrible things, saying mean things. And this is what would happen. We would say terrible, mean things about other people at school, and I knew for a fact that when I wasn't in that circle standing with them, I knew for a fact they were talking about me the same way that we were talking about other people when I was there. And I actually had to take like the risky step, the stressful, nervous step of saying, guys, I don't think we should do this, and I actually don't want to be around if we are going to do this, because it's, it's not making me peaceful. It's making me stressed. It's making me nervous and worried. I feel like I'm lying to people to their faces. And so if you want to be the peacemaker, maybe there's something you need to do to change the friendships, conversations, relationships you have at school. Here's the third thing. 
Are there any websites, apps, or social media platforms you need to stay off of or stay silent on in order to bring more peace? Man, people argue on social media all the time. I see it. I'm an adult. I see it. People will say things on social media they would never say to someone to their face. It happens all the time. You know, me and my wife were talking about this, and I said it like, a, like probably four or five months ago I said it, and she reminded me of it recently when I was writing this, and that Lent's coming up. So like, we're going to get through this whole thing, and then we're going to head toward Lent. And one of the things I agreed on is that I was going to uh, turn in my iPhone and swap it out for like a dumb flip phone for the 40 days of Lent. And, like, and I already see some faces looking at me like, are you serious? Like, how are you going to get anywhere? How are you going to find out answers to facts and different questions? How are you going to order your Starbucks? I don't know how I'm going to do any of those things with a flip phone. But I want to take a break from social media. I want to take a break from putting my life out there all the time and feeling like I have to be involved in everyone else's life. You know, if you're thinking that I want to find peace during the Christmas season, these are some things to think about, some places to start. Here's the big idea for today, and then we're going to do a song and we're going to do some response. Here's the big idea. Peace is found through God. If you want peace, then that's a really good thing. And if you don't know where to start, peace is found through God. Wait, wait, Justin, I, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? What about, what about this thing? Or I can figure it out. No, no, no. Those things don't work. If you've been doing it long enough, you know they don't work. You know, peace doesn't come through possessions. I think there's a lot of you guys who have a whole lot of stuff who still don't have peace. Peace isn't found through money. I think a lot of you probably have parents who have a whole lot of money, more money than I have, and there's probably not still a ton of peace. There's one place that peace starts, and it's through God. So when your parents ask you in the car today, what did you learn at church? You'll be able to look at them and say, you know what I learned? I learned that peace is found through God. And then you look back at your parents and what do you say to mom and dad? What did you learn today? Exactly, I love that. Here's the deal. They're gonna play a song. They prepared it. They're awesome. They have a great song. And this is what I wanna ask you to do. We have a prayer wall set up here. And if there's something specific you're thinking about that you would like peace for during this whole Christmas season, I invite you to come up to the prayer wall, write it down, and leave it there. You can also write it on your little sheet, and you can put them in the back, and the boxes in the back. I love you guys. Let's stand on up, worship together, use the prayer wall, and I'll see you guys next week as we wrap up this series. Here you go, guys. Take it away. So I hope you enjoyed our lesson this week as we venture toward Christmas. Uh, if you have questions, if you want to know more about what's happening in junior high, uh, there's email addresses in the show notes so you can reach out to anyone on the junior high team. And uh, the service dates are also going to be in there because we want to see you at Christmas Eve. Start praying about who you're going to invite, who you're going to bring to experience Christmas with us here at Mariner's Church. Have a great week. God bless. We love you all. Life's better in junior high because you're in junior high. And we will see you next week for the wrap up of our Christmas uh, series, Tis the Season.